This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where certain things are fixed, the essentials of faith, and the best beer is served on tap, while everything else is just a matter of perspective. Ooh, what's up, beer lovers? Hey, hey, got something special for you tonight, beer lovers. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but this is the second time we've recorded this. This is the second time we recorded this. I... Messed up and accidentally deleted our last audio um, of this one. So it is the second one. That's why there was a, a missed week of publications of it's content. Yeah, on this podcast. So I do apologize. It's my mishap. I just missed it. It's okay. Like um, I missed the mark. <laughs> you missed the mark. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Like, honestly, these things happen. Sorry, there's a post that has to go out right now. Um, these things happen, but um, the reason we tell you, um, hey, well, this is the second time we're recording it, is because of the beer we're drinking today. We had some better beer that we were going to do. We did have some better beer. I don't um, remember what we had. I had the... Oh, I had a Guinness Extra Stout. And I had a Grolsch. Yeah, that's um, right. And that's okay. We'll drink them again. You'll hear our notes on them, yep, all that stuff. Yep, yep. Um, but we are drinking the champagne of beers tonight. Simple um, beer for simple people for a simple conversation. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, not everything is fancy. Nope. Right? Not everything is, I mean, it is fancy. It's the champagne of beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Miller High Life is honestly one of my favorite beers to drink on the regular. Yeah, um, so that's the deal. Um, we we're pastors. Yeah. Well, he's uh, well, yeah. Pastor Clayton's in ministry and goes to school and works a couple of part time jobs, and we just don't have the money to drink the beers that we buy for you guys on here. Mm-mm. And so we we do that for the show, and because yeah. we really like quality beer, we don't drink craft all that often. Well, not just that; it's really fattening. It well for me, like I don't care. Well, about you that, don't, but. but I've I've lost twenty five pounds in the last two three months. Nice, good for you. So I care about it, but yeah, um, but so the the thing is. The quality of beer that is in this can for a buck a piece. Less than a buck a piece. Less than a buck a piece. 66 cents a piece. Something like that, depending on where you live, right? That all changes. Yep, yep, but, yep, yep. Um, that is fantastic beer. It's hard to beat. Um, and for us, um, it's a very simple beer, but it's a very good kind of just had a long day. Crack open a beer and, and take a breather. Yeah. That's it's our go to. Yeah. Uh I remember I don't know, a couple months ago, back in January, I guess. Um I was at the Dollar General with our mom and um she was helping me get stuff for the trailer mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. And I looked up as we were walking past um the, the beer cooler and I saw some high life tall boys. Yeah, and I was like, I've never had high life. Mom probably hasn't had high life in you know twenty years. Yeah, like yeah. Um, and so uh, I went and grabbed a, a six pack of the Tall Boys. You know, just you know yeah. to say thank you to her, and 
if it's cheap, I can afford it. Right? Yeah, six pack of Tall Boys, like six fifty, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, and we cracked open the first one, and we're just blown away at how good that beer actually is for the yeah. price. Um, we had, had all been drinking Miller Lite before. Yeah, that. we've been a Miller family for I mean forever. Yeah, but uh, never really been a high life it, person. Well, we've never been a Budweiser, Bud Light oh, yeah. family. We haven't been Coors family. The, I mean, the Anheuser-Busch family is not um, our, our thing. Yeah. But so, High Life is delicious. Yeah, High Life has been, um, been where it's at for us. And so it's really good. We enjoy it. And so... And those of you who are worried about carbs and calories... It's only 141 calories and 12 carbs. That that's bad for That's beer. the deal. Because my previous, if it wasn't Miller Lite, my previous go-to beer was Shiner Bock. Yeah, super carb-heavy. Yeah, I mean like 200-something calories and like 40 carbs or something crazy. So Yeah, and it's also only 4.6% alcohol, right? It's not super, yeah. super Super heavy. potent. Yep, so um, cheers, buddy. Cheers, man. All right. Yep. It's also a super heady beer, so when you open it, if you've never had one before, be careful. Yeah. It will splatter on you. <laughs> it will. It it it's quite quite heady. Yeah. It is. It's delicious though. Yeah, it's really good for what it is. Yeah. So um yeah. So sure. as I said, simple beer for a simple conversation 2.0, because we've already recorded this once and lost the audio. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. And you know, um, Text Cullen, uh, comment below, tell him it's okay. These things happen. Yeah, please encourage me. I, once again, I'm Enneagram 3. Uh, kind of felt like failure. Yeah. Out of the um, four podcasts that we've had in, you know, uh, roughly about 100 episodes of podcasts and all of his stories, he's only deleted the audio once. Um, yeah. So we got three um three podcasts four podcasts well no we got three podcasts that are at 25 episodes a piece ah. published and we got one podcast that's at 24 or will be tomorrow this one yeah and so in you know right at 100 episodes yeah i've never done that that is one percent yeah but um, i still and i know it bugs you but like encourage cullen it's okay these things happen we're content creators that are Doing four podcasts, also running a church and doing all the things. Like, yeah, life gets crazy. It happens. Life does get crazy. It, I was editing at like two a.m. and I just made a mistake and bozo. But, anyways, for this conversation, I need to give a preface. I gave this in the last one, which you didn't hear. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there are a lot of jokes about how good the last one was and I'm not even trying to recreate it exactly like it was. Well, we probably can't cause it was a fantastic episode. Yeah. It just, it flowed really well and I'm just sick to myself, but I started talking with something called the Wesleyan quadrilateral. And this is really important because pretty much everybody agrees that it's the kind of four main methodologies through which we do theology. And they are scripture, reason, experience, and tradition. Yep. It is those four lenses or methodologies through which we do theology. 
Now, as Protestants, and not even Protestants, because specifically evangelicals, specifically evangelicals more times than not, and probably safe to say an overwhelming majority would say that Scripture is inferior to the other three. Superior. Superior, sorry. Superior. Yeah. Superior to the other three. That the other three are inferior to Scripture. Yeah. That Scripture Trumps is... everything. Yeah, Scripture is, has the lion's share of that quadrilateral. Yeah. Tradition and reason and experience are secondary. Yeah. I... I'm much more mellow in my approach on that. If if it's a quadrilateral, it needs to be equal shares. Well, yeah, and I don't, I, and I'm not. Well, maybe not fully well, equal, but if it's a full a arm, true quadrilateral, it would, be, it would be. I what I would say is, Scripture gets twenty six percent. The other three get twenty four point three 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 percent. I think that's fair. Um. Scripture should be the basis of your theology. Scripture, um, is, yeah. Scripture still gets the trump card. Yeah. But I'm not so naive to think that... It's, it's a it's a four of spades rather than a three of spades. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So, I well, no, because that presupposes that the ace is still out there. Yeah. Well... So, it's, it's the it's ace the of ace. spades. It's the ace of spades, but... Somehow in this deck, all the other three are king of spades. Like they're real close. That doesn't. Yeah, the the, the metaphor the, the metaphor down. of the trump card just didn't. It yeah, fell apart. It broke down. <laughs> um, oh, it's the the scripture's the ace of spades, but the others are the other three aces. Mm, yeah, there you go. They like take that. in their own suit, and they're really close. If not for it being trump, yeah, it's they're yeah. equal. Uh, we're big spades players in our house, um, so in our, and in our family. So, yeah, yeah. If you so, didn't get any of those references, I'm sorry. Google spades, learn the rules. Yeah, <laughs> apologies. Um. So yeah, definitely in that regard. But the reason I tell you all of that is because Catholics. They don't agree with that. No. They would agree that they operate according to the Westland Quadrilateral. Mm-hmm. But Scripture is not the ace of spades. Tradition would be. Tradition is the ace of spades. Yep. And that, if you're a Protestant, specifically an evangelical, you're, you're rolling over in your skin right now, and I yeah. get it. Um, but that's where they are. Mm-hmm. And they have, and here's the other caveat I want to make. They have scripture to support it. They have found a way to interpret scripture to support it. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's not really a rebut. I don't really have much of a rebuttal against their interpretation. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. Yeah. Really hard to. Each poke, you owe me a Coke. Hey, uh, <laughs> high life. Yeah. <laughs> really hard to say that they're wrong. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the point I want to make is this is Pints and Perspectives. And, and the reason it's Perspectives is because I remember I was sitting in a patristic theology class with my mentor, Ben Blackwell, who's been on here numerous times. And 
probably will be numerous more. Oh yeah, he's not done. He don't know it, but he's not done. <laughs> um, and I, we were studying um, early church Christological heresies, mm. and he said something that rocked me to my core. We're sitting here talking about heresies, things that the church has deemed unorthodox. Yeah. That if you believe this, you're not a Christian. And Ben, in just like the most kind of coy way possible, just in, I mean, you know, Ben, like just yeah. the way Ben is, in the most Very coy, dry, and yeah, just chill, yeah. In the most coy way possible, Ben goes, See, isn't it funny that everybody's just reading the Bible? And just pass over it. Like, we're not going to stop and, you know, talk about what you just said. Yeah. But like, yeah, everybody's reading the Bible. And so this is why I want to do Pints and Perspectives because we all come from different traditions. We all come from different upbringings. We all have different experiences that shape and inform who we are and how we read the text and all these types and all these things. I'm not naive to think that when you come to the text that your experience isn't shaping your interpretation. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just asinine. If we think that that's true, that everybody puts aside their biases and approaches with these goofy little spectacles that yeah, mean that you that. only do that with the Bible. Yeah, no, everybody comes to it with, with some level of experience. And yeah. so Ben, Ben made that comment and I just realized like, Oh wait, he's right. Mm-hmm. We're all just reading the Bible. That's right. But the difference between us is how we interpret key texts. Yeah. Catholics would be in the same boat. The difference is they have one text that really matters for them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's kind of like the only one that matters. I mean, they would say the rest of it matters. They still do the readings and, and they still read the Bible. They're still dedicated and devoted to the Bible. But their trump card that tradition trumps everything else. It would be Matthew 16. It comes from the Bible. Yeah. Um, now, I, they do have other scripture to support their other doctrines, right? Um, I mean, for of confession, you got to go to James 5. Yeah, yeah right? of course they do. Um, and, and so, like, yeah, like, they still use the Bible. Don't hear this as them not being biblically based. Oh, no, not at all. Um, because they are. It's just their trump card is Matthew 16, which is where we get which is where they get the idea of apostolic succession. Um, now, before we get to talking about all this, based on we're all just reading the Bible, right? Remember, mm-hmm. let's go back to our beginning episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Catholics affirm the creeds. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are foundationally Christian. Yep, they are foundationally Christian. Yep. Now let's talk about, y'all, y'all all should remember the pool metaphor. Um, or the, the lake. lake. You the use lake. the lake. Yep, yep. I use a pool. Um, well, you just can't do as many activities in a pool. No, I guess that's fair. But remember the the edges, right? Those are the creeds. The edge of the lake, the bank. Mm-hmm. That is the creeds. Or the creeds are the water of the lake. But well, any, that's the foundational yeah, principles, yeah, yeah. Yep, right? Yep, yep. On the in, on the outsides. Yep. Right. Yep. What happens inside those? It's fair, fair game. game. It's fair game. You step outside of the creeds. Yep. You're slipping into heresy. Yep. They affirm the creeds. 
They're not stepping outside. One hundred percent affirm the creeds. They and they might affirm them more than we do. They probably. recite them every week. Yeah, in mass, like yeah. that is a thing. So they are fundamentally Christians. So before yep. you, as and I can say this because I've been one of you before the elitist um, evangelicals turn their nose up at this. Mm-hmm. Um, check yourself. Yep, absolutely. So in the most on. in the most, most pastor- respectfully, <laughs> yeah, in the most pastoral and grace filled way. Check yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah. Now. Let's talk about Matthew 16. No, let's do it. An evangelical would read this text. So I don't want to spend all the time reading the text. You can read it. It's Matthew 16, verses 13 through, was that 20? Yeah. An evangelical would read this text and go, okay, Jesus and Peter are having a conversation, and Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that I am? And he says all this stuff, Elijah, prophet, you know, whatever. And then he says, who do you, you singular, Peter, say that I am? He says, you are the Messiah. Yep. Jesus then says, your name is Peter. You are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Yep. Okay. And evangelical would read that. And go, okay, the rock is the foundation of the proclamation that Jesus is Messiah. Yeah. That would not be how a Catholic would read it. Nope. What a Catholic would say is the following. Well, if we look at this, he calls him Simon Peter in 16. And then Jesus says to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, my Father in heaven. And I tell you, I tell you, you are Peter. You singular. Yes, I'm going to get my Greek out in just a second. And I tell you, you are Peter. Where's the Simon? Gone. Yeah, not present. And on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. <laughs> I love the sternly ordered. Yeah. It's just funny to me. Don't, don't, don't speak, bro. Yeah. Chill, chill this, out. This is on the DL. Y'all chill out. Yeah, this <laughs> is on the DL. Yeah. Um. So, interesting thing here. Clayton already said it. You singular. And in Greek, you can have you plural, which would be like our y'all word for y'all, y'all, or you yeah. guys. Yeah. If you're from, if you're a Yank. <laughs> that was really discriminatory against uh the northerners well they would call us country bumpkins (laughs) (laughs) maybe i don't know yeah if you're north of dallas you might say you guys i don't know um but so he says you singular and i say to you singular you are peter petros 
And on this, the Petra. Yeah. The rock. Yeah. On this rock. On this rock. Yeah. Petra. I will build my church. The gates of Hades will not overcome it. And you. Yeah. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Yep. And... You, whatever you build on heaven or build on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You, all, first or second person singular. Yep. So if you are not a grammar person, that's all directed at the person of Peter. Mm -hmm. And notice there's a shift when it moves from calling him Simon Peter in verse 16 to leaving off Simon and calling him Peter in 18. Yeah. In the last episode, the last time we recorded this episode, Cullen kept referring to Peter as Rocky. Rocky, like Rocky Balboa, Rocky Marciano. Like he's Rocky. That's literally what Jesus is calling him. Yeah. Rocky. Rocky. Person like a rock. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, Rocky. Yeah. Like Rocky. I, yeah, yeah like, I don't know what else. Like, no, you're but you're right though. Like yeah. that that's what I'm trying to say. Like and and now I think it is important that we dive into some some church history here. Mm-hmm. Um Catholics would believe Peter is the first pope. That Peter is the first pope. Yep. Um so much so that um if you guys don't know um Peter was crucified um in Rome by Nero. Yep. Um, but he was crucified upside down. Yep. Um, because they were going to crucify him like they would Jesus, and and mm-hmm. Peter was like, "No, I'm not worthy to die in the same manner that my Lord did." Yep. So he was crucified upside down. So tradition says. So tradition says at least. So when you see the upside down cross in you know Catholic liturgy or, or certain relics, and because you can find those, yep, um, it is actually signaling a Peter. Not of satanic worship. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's really important to, to point out because I've heard people make the argument that Catholics aren't Christian because of that. Um, that's, that's just, just a lack of, yeah, lack of information. In the truest sense of the word, it's just ignorance. Yeah. Um, and that's not derogatory. You're no, just uninformed ignorance. Legitimately yeah. just uninformed. Um, so for them, this is where you get the idea of apostolic succession. Peter being the rock, yep. the foundation, when they founded the first pope, or the second pope, um, that same level of authority followed through. Yep. Um, and that is why tradition will trump scripture, um, because the pope... It's upon Peter. Right. It is from Peter, that authority, whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you lose... You have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Yep. Foundationally. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Like, yeah. And you are given the keys. Yep. You singular are given the keys. It's very, very hard to deny that. Yeah. Because there's a way, and it's very common mm. to use you plural yeah, yeah, yeah. as the catch-all. He has the opportunity. does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had the opportunity to say, y'all, 
you Christians people under me, right? Yeah. The disciples present, like the people that will follow, whatever. Yeah. You people. On this, I will build my church. This statement. Yeah. He didn't. No. He was specifically talking to Peter. And I will tell you, and for those of you that are interested in text criticism, um, I've got my Greek Bible here in front of me, and this particular Bible rates texts on the amount of manuscript differences that we have on the text, like scribal errors and things, mm. or just variances in the text that they've got to pick. And if they pick a variance in the text, they grade it on how confident they are. A is positive. B is pretty positive. C is we're iffy. And D is we're really not sure, but we kind of think this way. Mm-hmm. This text has no variance. Yeah. There, there are no other ways that we could read this. So we can't even say like, oh, well, mm. the Greek's not right. Yeah, that, we don't have another variant. Yeah, we don't have another text to read from that tells us this any other way. No, it's Peter. It is what it is. Yeah, Peter is the rock. Yeah, you cannot deny that. No matter what tradition you're from, there is no other way to read that. Now, what you do with it that is different is another question. Right. The Catholics have just embraced it. Yeah. And said, hey, look, this is what's going on here. And so because we have this progressive revelation idea in Catholicism, they can say, well, we're going to default to Peter. Yeah. Because we're going to default to papal authority. We're going to default to the tradition because of progressive revelation. Mm-hmm. That God is continuing to reveal himself through papal the authority. Pope. Yeah, through the Pope. And Peter is the first Pope, and then he hands the baton off and goes down the line to Pope Francis now. Yeah, and you know what? Like, you can have your own thoughts and perspectives on that. Um, this you is can. Pints and Perspectives. We're giving you the Catholic perspective. Yep. Um, have your own. Take your take this information. Do what you want with it. I actually know a handful of Catholics that do listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I hope that um, we're doing this topic justice. If we're not, let, let us, us know. know. Yeah. In the community group, let me text me if you have my number. I'm yeah, text me it out. if you have mine. Like, yeah, I'm not going to give it out publicly because we have so many listeners. I don't. Yeah. Also, our socials are down below, right? Yep. Hit us up. Um, if we're not doing this topic justice, tell us because we are obviously evangelicals and we're doing our best to give the Catholic perspective. However, this is the way that we see that perspective. Yep. Um, so with all that, the Catholic listeners, you guys are awesome. Keep coming back. Um, our evangelical and uh, other Protestant listeners, um, I do want to take this time to specifically say just because um, Catholics view the world differently and because they have a different form of theology that does not make them any less of a Christian agreed. Um, they are still your brothers and sisters in Christ and you should still love them and serve them as you would any other person. And whenever you separate the terms Christian from Catholic or Catholic from Christian, um, that's wrong. Fundamentally that is wrong and it is discriminatory and it's hurtful to, 
lots of Catholics, and I have had this said to me multiple times from multiple different people, that just because I'm Catholic doesn't mean that I'm not a Christian. Yeah. Um, so be careful with your language. And I say this with all love and respect that I possibly can. We need to do a better job of working with our Catholic brothers and sisters and working towards the end goal of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. We need to do a better job in general of respecting perspectives. Absolutely. Absolutely.